Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we're jumping into another proverb and it's going to be Proverbs 9 today as we work our way through every few weeks into a new proverb. And I'm just going to give us basically a an overview as we move through this passage. So go ahead and pause and read it if you can to give yourself a fuller context of exactly what's going on here in this proverb. But I'm just going to highlight a few thoughts as we go through. So The first thought about this proverb is that once again, we see this lady wisdom and this call for wisdom. And the way that the the proverb frames it is that this call for wisdom to pursue wisdom and the wisdom of God, it's like being invited to a massive banquet. But the, the really interesting thing about it is that unlike most banquets where you get invited because you know someone or because you're on a guest list or because it's a special occasion. The banquet that wisdom is throwing is one where basically everyone is invited. And we notice that because uh, wisdom is calling anyone that will listen, the simple, it even says. And so wisdom does not care where you come from, or what you're doing, or who you were before, all wisdom is inviting you to do is to come and enjoy wisdom. And so it doesn't matter how uh, who you were before that, that the invitation is open to everyone. And because it's this great feast, the, the picture here is that anyone who does show up is not going to be disappointed. So I want you to notice in verse 6 that once we gain wisdom and we learn to live basically through God's perspective. The way that the the verse puts it is that we will begin to live. That's how my translation in the ESV reads. And I just find that a very interesting and pretty profound thought that from God's perspective, once we begin to see things his way, once we begin to live as he intended for us to live, like we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode about being an image bearer, that that is the moment when we actually begin to live. And we can we can be alive, so to speak, but we haven't begun to live until we are living according to God's law and his wisdom and walking in basically the way that he intended for us to, to do this life. So what about skeptics because there are always people there always have been and I think there will always be until the last days someone who is skeptical that what God says is really what he's going to do or that living according to God's wisdom and God's statutes is really the best idea there have always been scoffers and we can find that all the way back in Noah if we want to look for an example from early on in the Bible But what about them? What should we do? How should we, as those who are trying to follow after God and trying to gain wisdom, how should we treat them or think about them? Well, in verses 7 and 8, it defines for us that basically we should avoid them. They are called mockers. They're referred to as the wicked in these verses. And the 
overarching theme here is that we should not engage. That if we choose to engage with people like this, basically you're getting what you deserve. It's your own fault if you get the heartache and the the uh, consequences of it coming back on you. Because the proverb here, the wisdom from God is just to say, they aren't interested in a discussion. If they were, their attitude would be different. So because of the attitude that you can obviously see, or you should obviously see, just don't engage. It's not worth the time, the energy, the effort. Pursue things that are going to have more return on investment. Speaking of pursuit, in verse 12, we see that this pursuing of of wisdom, specifically the wisdom of God, is, according to this verse, basically the determining factor for your life's outcome. That what you choose here, whether you choose wisdom or folly, is basically everything. And applied to a more modern idea, this under a New Testament perspective, that If Jesus is the wisdom of God, as he alludes to being in the New Testament, then this makes perfect sense and it slots right into the gospel message for us because what you believe about Jesus or whether you choose to pursue Jesus, called the wisdom of God here in Proverbs 9.12, it really is the determining factor for your life's outcome. You're either going to reap uh, blessings as a result of Jesus' work uh, on uh, and your choice to believe in him and trust in him, or you're going to reap destruction because of your choice to reject the only plan for salvation that God has made. And so wisdom and pursuing the wisdom of God really is uh, a life-altering decision. And then finally, in verses 13 through 17, I just want to touch on this as well. Those who are foolish often don't know it. And I'll say that again because I have encountered it a lot recently, that those who are foolish often don't know it. They think, or they tend to think, that they are actually quite wise, when in reality they're not even close. They they tend to, to propose, in their mind, good ideas, but those ideas often turn out to be foolish and destructive. And so as Christians who are trying to pursue wisdom, trying to pursue the way of God, and trying to discern who is also doing the same, I think the practical application here is to judge the fruits, the outcomes of decisions and behaviors to help us discern whether the people in our lives are actually pursuing wisdom or whether they are pursuing folly. Uh, Because... There are a lot of people out there who can talk a good game, and it takes a little bit of time to suss out whether or not they are actually just uh, blowing smoke or whether they really are pursuing God and the wisdom that only comes from Him. And so it takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of relationship building, and it takes some careful observation and, and just prayerful discernment. But that applies to pretty much every relationship. And so Uh, Again, as a practical takeaway, I think in your own relationships, as you look around, you should start to focus on what are the outcomes? What's the fruit that's being born from this person as they pursue uh, what is around them in their lives? And is that the fruit that would be consistent with the wisdom of God? Or is it fruit that is consistent with a life focused on foolishness and folly?
So I hope this encourages you. Hope it gives you some things to think about. And I will see you back here tomorrow for another episode of Fruit Snacks.